Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast as Illinois wins the Big Ten regular season championship, beating Iowa 74-72. Brett Barron's here alongside Andy Olson and the Illini regular season champions for the first time since 2005. It has been a long time coming for this team, for this program, and after last year did not end how they wanted it to, despite having that 16-4 record, two more than Michigan. The Wolverines got it on the tiebreak or on the percentage, which mm. the Big Ten had agreed to. Whatever, that's all in the past now. <laughs> it could have been back-to-back. I think a lot of fans probably a little bit I think they feel like it was sour back-to-back and, almost. And yeah, I think that's fine. The Big Ten tournament title last year, Illinois will try and make it back-to-back tourney championships. But this is validating for Alana Nation, Andy. Yeah. And to me, the regular season championship means so much more in that sense. It's a whole body of work. Illinois now 22-8 and eight on the season, 15-5 and five in the league, and they got a huge gift from Nebraska ball earlier in the day to set up a wild night at State Farm Center. Well, when we were talking about the scenarios after the Penn State game and just kind of looking forward to the week ahead— I can't remember our thoughts then. I think of what? I put it a 5% chance of it happening almost. It's like 90% chance. You said 90, yeah. Or 90% chance Illinois ends up the two seed where they win both games, but Wisconsin also wins both their games. I gave them a 5% chance that Nebraska would win and Illinois would also win. And Illinois, they had some struggles in the first half. We're going to talk about that, but man, especially without Bryce McGowan's up there for Nebraska, they lose his, uh, his, brother Trey for most of the game after he's ejected the big swinging point in that one Johnny Davis going down with the injuries so a lot of things went Illinois way to even make this a possibility think about how much different tonight would have been if Illinois didn't have that shot to go win a Big Ten title but they did they went out and took care of business and uh, we won't bring up how old we were last time uh, Illinois <laughs> won Big Ten title yeah, I, I think I, I don't want to know how old you were there. I was eight. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I was a senior in high school, so almost eighteen. Just a little bit of a difference there, okay. but that's that's all right. That's all right. Uh, a <clears throat> lot of Illini fans bringing back those memories, though. Yeah, uh, of that 05 team, who was obviously fifteen and one, very good, and and you know, the number one team in the country. Illinois is not that, but this team is very well rounded, just like the 05 team. And and they showed some resilience. Down 15 with 3:12 left to play in the first half, they end the half on a 9-0 run, and really shows some life. Where there was a lot of lifeless moments in that first half, Andy. Where you're going, how was how this team in this position? Was so yeah. much on the line. I mean, I mean, they knew they they all saw the result of the Nebraska Wisconsin game, and that's what we had talked about on the pregame show with Derek Piper. Was like, okay, well, we've seen these lapses this season, and that continues. Give them credit for coming back, but what was your assessment of them getting down 15 in the first place? Where you're like, what the heck's going on here? They, I mean, they couldn't play any defense. Uh, Iowa shoots 51%. Yeah, I in got, the first half. Like I, what? I got to the arena around the under 16 timeout, so Illinois had the lead at that point, and that's when Iowa kind of took it slightly. And then from that point on, it just felt like Illinois just couldn't get a single stop on defense, and that's because they couldn't. I was oh. I was scored on twelve straight possessions, which is, I mean, that might be one of the craziest things I've seen this season. Yeah. To be honest with you, that's that was quite the run. And then after that, things kind of started swinging back towards Illinois' way. They started playing better on defense, and I think 
Coleman Hawkins was a revelation on defense today. And just to see how far he's come this season from shutting down Ron Harper Jr. back in December, uh, really before the Big Ten season had started in full, having that weird stretch in the middle of the season where, you know, against Wisconsin, the team that uh, they're co-champions with, he only played two minutes in that game. And he was completely healthy. To Then now, where he held... Keegan Murray to just two of 13 from the field where against everyone else, Keegan Murray had 16 points when anyone else was guarding him. So Coleman Hawkins getting him out there playing defense. I thought Andre Corbello had a really good game. Um, You know, he again showed flashes on the offensive side of the ball that we're kind of used to seeing from him. And we said it last time against Penn state too, but like just find more different ways to win and to me this one was certainly a different way that I've seen them win compared to anything else this season I mean when you have that kind of performance from Coleman where he's grabbing 11 rebounds and Brad even said he told him you know we're gonna need 12 rebounds from you today before the game if they're gonna end up winning it's pretty close he gets 11 and they still end up winning Kofi Coburn back in the double double category again with uh, his 21.14 rebound performance and having this type of win where Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams didn't particularly have very good games. I know DeMonte, uh, I believe he had seven. Yeah, he did. Uh, but Trent didn't get on the scoreboard until the very end of the first half on yep. Illinois' final shot. So seeing those other role players step up is another way that they have found to win. You just add that to the arsenal. And when it comes to tournament time, which we're in now, we are officially in tournament time, that's going to be really important. Illinois gets back in the plus rebounding category, which I thought was important, 41-38. And look, I don't expect Trent to go one for nine most nights. Uh, no. That's what he does tonight and, and only scores those two points. Did have five assists, which I, I thought was good. And he was still a plus five and a plus minus. Uh, but they got other contributions. And and like you mentioned, I thought Coleman was huge in that sense. Andre Carbello is going to make you mad and he's going to frustrate you. He only had four turnovers. It feels like it was seven <laughs> or eight. I think that's not an unfamiliar feeling for a lot of Illini fans because he does dazzle you, and he also just infuriates you for for what the decision making is there. But I think I think Brad just lives with it. I mean, you, you know to. the the behind the back uh, pass to himself um, in like the a, second half was. was yeah. I mean, it, no one else is doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's that special of a guy, and the and you mentioned Coleman just having the confidence to mm-hmm. go out and get eleven rebounds, like you know. He he was huge in that sense, and good for him, you know. Yeah, because there's not many guys that would be able to come back from that and and admit that he did to a you know. He said when we we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, like I, I didn't have much confidence. Mine wasn't all there. He could have just checked out, you know. And I don't know if a lot of people would have blamed him if he would have checked out. And yet here he is making huge contributions in the biggest game and you know, a decade plus. You think about his his only two misses of the night, and it's funny that you can you know them. That one was the step back three where, where Brad Underwood <laughs> where Brad Underwood on the sideline let out like a, a growl where he said Coleman. <laughs> yeah. Like he wasn't very happy with that. And then the other was the miss the, dunk the, the, yeah. that he had to come back from and then still played a really good end stretch of the game off of that. Like right. not again, you talk about the confidence there's a lot of guys who missed that, which would have hit, I believe, Illinois up by two possessions at that point, and just again checked out in this game, gotten really down in themselves. Yeah. But he stepped back up again. He made a huge shot in the lane uh, to extend Illinois' lead from that point, and 
man, Hawkins next year is going to step into a, a much bigger role. And it, we still have yet to see what's really going to happen with that stretch four-ish kind of three role yeah, there. Yeah, you got Ty Rogers next year. You I got, think that's a, that's a huge addition. Yeah, there. you got Ty Rogers. Jacob Grandison can come back for another season. He still has that year of eligibility. And then, of course, figuring out what's going on with Kofi and then Dane Danger is now available right. after transferring this year. So there's still a lot to figure out next year, but Coleman Hawkins is showing that he's going to be a huge part of it, whatever position and role he's going to play. Yeah, gets the start tonight with Jacob Grandison mm-hmm. out with that shoulder sprain is how Brad Underwood categorized it. Was in a sling yeah, uh, and, and did not see him tonight, which is unfortunate. He does have that extra year. I get the feeling he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 23 or 24, like. Man, I don't want to go to class when I'm. <laughs> no, I was so I was so checked out. When, when I was so, so checked oh, out when man. I was 22. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, he's able to get back as well for the Illini here. Yeah, come tournament time and Illinois. I, don't, I think we mentioned this right, but they lock up the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also huge when we go down and look at the list now because your your top four seeds, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue, and then Rutgers jumps up to that four spot which would be the Illinois Rutgers matchup on Saturday. On Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, – I think that's pretty favorable for Illinois in that sense. Yeah. I, they're going to be hungry to see them after losing in Piscataway. I know that much. Mm-hmm. And it's a team you took care of by 35 the first go-around. So we'll see about that. But, I look, I think having the one is, is really important there uh, just for Illinois to to be able to plot its course there as, as the top seed. And speaking of plotting course, fans can now they now know it's either going to be Indiana or Michigan right. because that eight nine winner is going to go to that that number one game that's starting at eleven. Yeah, the eight nine Friday? game is yeah. the Thursday. Well, I'm not um, what, what time it is on Friday. And then Friday yeah. it's, it's eleven. Yeah, eleven. So yeah. you don't have to worry about like oh what if. Penn State makes a run right. from Wednesday and makes it all the way to your game Friday. No, you know it's either going to be Michigan or Indiana. And we can break down, I'm sure we will all week, which one is going to be more favorable for Illinois on that Friday. But it's a lot easier when you are that number one seed. And sure. You kind of only have to prepare for one of those two teams and then you know figure out Saturday, Sunday, who it could be and adjust from there. But, yeah, uh, the number one seed is so, so important for, for this team moving forward. Because if you look at... What they have to deal with versus the two, three seeds are dealing with at the bottom of the bracket. You know, Michigan State finds itself down there. Right. Um, you know, Ohio State fell that far as the sixth seed now. And, you know, it just seems a lot more manageable up where Illinois is at right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a bracket. great point about only having to prepare for two teams instead yeah. of a, a team making a run. Uh, and we've seen that with Rutgers the last couple of years, I think, in the Big Ten tournament, uh, where, where they're able to, to make – there's always going to be a yeah. team. And I feel like that's – especially true this year, I think there's going to be a couple upsets. You know, you I might have a yeah. Wednesday team making it to Friday. Absolutely. Um, okay, maybe not a win, But Nebraska's there. I mean, you never know. <laughs> Two wins in a row. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how about Nebraska ball and in the season well here? It's setting up to be a great tournament week. Uh, I can't wait for it uh, over there. It's, it's going to so be a lot excited. of fun. It's going to be nice to see the games in person this year. Also that. Yeah. After I'm, I had to sit outside the stadium last year because yes. uh, we only got one pass because of COVID. Thank That's you. That's the point. COVID. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, COVID doesn't exist anymore at State Farm Center after tonight. The, this, the court storming was nuts. Uh, let me just kind of take yeah, you, be- you behind you the were, scenes You were that. there. I was back here anchoring the show, yeah. getting ready. You were on site getting to experience that all. So – totally expected. I mean, uh, you know, absolutely 100% yeah. you're expecting it. So you kind of go into it 
trying to plan a little bit. And these court stormings are nuts. I've been a part of a couple of them. And nothing quite like tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. It was The confetti was, was great. Uh, really good atmosphere yeah. the whole game. Um, and it got tight late. So I think, you know, when Murray misses the three, and it, it dude, I thought it was going down. Like, it was He was there. open in the corner. Yeah. Um, and, and how heartbreaking that would have been for Alana Nation had he made that. I'm surprised that like, Iowa, and sorry, not to you know, sidetrack, but I'm surprised they went for the three in that scenario. Yeah, I think you're on the road. You know, mm-hmm. hey, let's just go for it and see what we get. And um, overtime probably favors Illinois in that mm-hmm. sense, you know, with, with the Alana being at home. But I was expecting the court storming, and did you get it, back everything that you took into the court storming? Uh, yeah, you still have everything. It was a little questionable. Our seat that we sit on was oh. nowhere to be found oh, when no. I went back and looked for it. <laughs> Able to locate it, it was a little ratty. Uh, it suffered some minor damage, but that's it's going to be okay. It was but, already a little damaged before. Yeah, exactly. That. I was more concerned about the the rush of people coming. Yeah. And we sit down to film the games, and so I was trying to get up as quick as possible because you've got all these people coming, you know, behind you. And I relate it to this, you know, when you're in college and at the club and dance club or whatever else, and there's just massive people. It's chaos, you know, lots of people partaking, having a good time, and, you know, you're just kind of like there, except I'm working here. And you're trying to get the shots. It's it's just pandemonium in that sense, mm-hmm. and it's great. You know, there's there's nothing quite like it, but craziness. So many people. It looks crazy pushing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just trying to find the players. Trying to like I couldn't find Brad Underwood. Was trying to find Josh Whitman. They brought the trophy by. So then you're trying to like move over here. Mm-hmm. Man, I, it's crazy i was worried about all of our other friends on press row who have the orange crush yeah. sitting behind them making sure that you know all their backpacks that they leave next to them aren't, aren't getting trampled or dragged along or anything like that but uh, i haven't heard stuff. i haven't heard any horror stories or yeah anything i don't, I don't know yet, if there was so. anything like, you know bad stuff that happened there or whatever hope everyone that was on the court had fun and, <laughs> and you know stayed safe or whatever with that yeah, wow. Uh, I think I'm going to be waking up sore. Uh, I, already, <laughs> I already took some ibuprofen, you know, like the body's a little bit sore. It's seriously, people just throwing stuff around, you know, with their bodies dancing and everything else, and there we go. Crazy. Man. Wild wild times in Champagne tonight, and I'm sure people still out celebrating uh, as we get close to 1 a.m. here while we're taping this. Um, Brad's going to be celebrating, I know that much, and and so uh, is the team. I don't know if. His wife will be very happy now. He said he might take the trophy home and uh, take his <laughs> wife out of bed. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was good. I mean, you, f- you feel great, Andy, for guys like Trenton DeMonte, mm-hmm. who invested so much into this and, and saw the worst of times, and now they see the best of times. And the Big Ten tournament title last year, that's significant in a sense, but I think it is lessened a little bit by the fact that they lost in the second round, you mm-hmm. know, that there wasn't as many fans there. To get this moment today where you have a packed State Farm Center, where you have a court storming, where you have all of those things that we can't, we've come to expect for college basketball, and then it was taken away mm-hmm. for the pandemic. For me, I, I just felt good for those guys that this, this was validating for them of why they came back. You know, that they made a, a decision to return, and I thought both those guys would go, to be honest. But they, they came back. Kofi came back. And now they get this moment, 
and that's truly something they're never going to forget. And that's really cool to me to, to be able to kind of share that story, uh, share their story and, and to be, you know, witnesses to that, uh, history because it is, it's history, mm-hmm. you know, uh, only 18 big 10 titles and, in, in Illinois basketball, hundred plus year history. And, and the first one in 17 is, is pretty neat. Yeah. It, you, it almost felt like for everyone, the, the team, the fans, the coaches, it just kind of felt like the release of two years uh, of that built up energy, excitement, just all of it. Yeah. Uh, like, because last year, like you said, they, they didn't really have that chance to, to really experience it because of the, the lack of crowds. And I know some fans did as things were starting to open up in March, but a, a good majority of them didn't because when crowds started becoming a thing they were on the road they were in yep. Indianapolis they weren't here in Champaign getting to experience that with the team so maybe that amplified the excitement and just the celebration a little bit because uh, you could totally feel that on the team too you know when um, even fans chanting for Kofi to come back you know one more <laughs> year um, you, you kind of you kind of let us in that he, he felt and thought back about his decision to come back for this year um you know in that moment and for Trent and DeMonte you know you go from the worst Big Ten season ever in the hundred plus years of Illinois basketball to you know now I don't we can't say back to back but a pretty damn good two-year stretch here with ending with a a Big Ten title the three-year I mean they're the winningest program in three-year stretch for Illinois I mean in the Big Ten. Like, mm-hmm. no one has more Big Ten wins in Illinois in the last three years. And that's pretty remarkable. And it goes to show a lot about uh, their resiliency and the, and the ability to, to show up when it mattered most here. And I know a lot of Illini fans are probably like, oh, it's so Illinois if they would have lost today or whatever else. That narrative is gone with this team and, and with this stretch. And you're right. Almost two years to the day from March 8th, 2020, when they play Iowa on the Sunday night mm-hmm. and they beat the Hawkeyes and – to come back, you know, a couple of years later and and to get the Big Ten title. And they weren't in title contention then. And they were the four seed. They were, yeah. Uh, back in 2020. And so, you know, they were still the up-and-comer then and to have last year and then now to validate it with the title. I, I just think it it is significant because, like I said, that Big Ten regular season crown means, it, at least to me, it means more. Because mm-hmm. it's the full body of work. I mean, sixteen and four last year, and fifteen and five this year. Yeah, I mean, and you're right about that remarkable. because you think about the Big Ten tournament, and you just need to win three games in a row, and that's it. And I'm ex- explaining that down because it's much harder than just that. But right. if you get on a good stretch, any team can can sure. go ahead and, and take that. But you're right that you need to be on for for twenty games to win the Big Ten title. And I remember. We've been talking about this all year because, you know, oh, they started out 2-0. You're at the top of the Big Ten stand. Still a long way to go, but you're at the top right now. And then we're halfway through now, and, like, Illinois is in a good spot. Like, what do we think they need to do in the second half? And now we're here 15-5. and five. It was enough to get that share of the Big Ten title that they've been searching for for a long time. And, yeah, you get help on the last day. but Who cares? It, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter no. because it doesn't matter if that game was on the last day or if it was on the first day. It still counts as a loss. Either way, in Illinois yeah. took care of business against Nebraska when they played them. So there's, you know, I, I don't really equate that those two things when people are like, ah, oh, they needed help. Like, no, yeah, who cares? It, it was matter. still Wisconsin's 20th game that they right. needed to win. So, yeah. um, you know, Illinois should still feel really good about that, and I think they should probably feel 
pretty good about the team moving forward. There are areas that we still have question marks about, but seeing the way that this team can perform, it's hard to count them out against almost anyone. I agree with that, and I think this is going to get them to a, a minimum four seed um, in the yeah. NCAA tournament. I think that's pretty much the floor now for them, and I think if they were able to win the Big Ten tournament, I think they could get to it too. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, if, if they're able to go out and win three games, and, and it's going to be against great teams. So I think it'll only add to the resume for that. But, you know, I, I think this avoids any talk of a, a five seed or whatever else, which which would have been low to begin with. Like, they would have needed to lose today and then, you know, maybe get upset in the first round or something to fall to that. So uh, I, I would even feel probably a little bit better than about a three today. Like, I think if, if today's Selection Sunday, which it's one week away from now, man, like, isn't that great? That's That's super that's exciting. But I think if they're uh, if selection Sunday today, I think they're probably a three, um, which once again phenomenal, really for, good for where Illinois has come from and where they're at. A three is you're a top twelve team in right. the country. Yes, 100%. in the country. So, yes. yeah, three is a really good space to be. Andy, as we wrap up here, uh, what's your thoughts on just overall of, of where this team is at? And you know, they they talked earlier in the week about Final Four, like that's mm-hmm. that's their bar, you know. Last year, they felt like they had to put so much into the Big Ten tournament, which they did. And they admitted, Brad Underwood and, and the players, too, that they put too much into that. And they came out flat in the NCAA tournament. I feel like even though last year they, what, they won 15 to 16 down the stretch, this year they're not on that good of a run. But I feel like this team is starting to find ways to win different ways. Uh, different role players stepping up at the right time. I thought R.J. Melendez... Deserved a lot of credit for that. Coming off the appendectomy, 828 today is how, is how many minutes he played. And had the three, which was huge. With him, there was a moment where he took a charge and ended up being, I believe, a travel anyways. Yeah. Uh, and someone fell on him. I was like, I got really nervous for him. I was like, oh, <laughs> you just had surgery on, right. in that area, man. Are you good? But he, he was good. Do you feel like the trajectory there is as good as last year? Uh, the feelings that they had coming off the Ohio State game? Or do you feel like it's it's in a different place? That's a good question because I really don't know if I have an answer to that because when I think about last year, it felt like, oh, man, they are doing really like oh, they I, were cooking, I, dude. They were cooking. And part of me, even though I didn't think that they would lose so early in the NCAA tournament, I was like, they're kind of peaking a little early. That's a little bit hard to sustain for you know six straight games in the NCAA tournament. I felt really good about their odds in the Big Ten tournament. I was like, okay, they're on a really good streak right now. I, I feel good. This team, like you said, not on a good streak, and it kind of makes me question about like what I think you know they can do, because I think momentum is a huge thing when we get into tournaments like this in college basketball. Um, it doesn't matter what, if, what playoffs, postseason you're in. You know, Momentum can be huge. And as a team, you know, I, I still think there are some areas that are question marks, which, you know, makes you a little uneasy going into the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. But what you brought up with the fact that they're not putting as much stock in the Big Ten tournament this year makes me feel better, I think, about their odds in general. Um, because you you could tell that that meant so much on, on the stage yeah. when they were celebrating and it should have because they felt like they got slighted in, in the regular season, and that's fine. Um, you know, I, I understand. I think they got slighted right. too. Yep. Um, so this year with a more even-keeled approach to the Big Ten tournament, I don't know if I 
would favor them to repeat, but I would say that I, I certainly favor them to do better in the NCAA tournament than they did last season. Um, I think they have a really good shot of that moving forward. Yeah, because they've been there. You know, exactly. None of the guys except Tyler Underwood had played or been on a team that had been to the NCAA tournament last yeah, year. I remember going through and just even checking postseason um, because before last year, Trenton DeMonte had only won one postseason game. Uh, yeah. they, they had lost on Wednesday, like each, right. two of the other seasons. So, And it was yeah. against Northwestern. Exactly. And, and that was it. That was it. And or 19. Jacob Grandison and Tyler, I don't even remember how many Tyler had, but Jacob Grandison at Holy Cross was the only guy that had substantial postseason experience. And it wasn't even NCAA tournament. It was yeah. just the regular conference tournament. Even Kofi Coburn hadn't even played in a conference tournament game. Yeah. So they're in such a different space as far as experience going into this year. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to benefit them, you yeah. know, to have that perspective and, and to keep it holistic in that sense of like, hey, look, we've been here before. Uh, we know that feeling, and they're going to do their best to not let that happen again. All right, recapping here, Illinois wins at 74-72 over Iowa, clinching their first Big Ten regular season championship since 2005 and the number one seed in this week's upcoming Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. It starts Wednesday with the first four games, full slates on Thursday and Friday, and we are going to be all over that coverage. You can watch our 30-minute special Yorlana Nation postseason special it airs Wednesday night at 6.30 on WCIA. Andy Olson will be live in Indianapolis. I will be hosting from the studio here along with Bryce Beeman. And we'll get you ready for what Illinois is hoping, another deep run in Indianapolis to Sunday. And one week from today, Selection Sunday, you can watch this selection show live on our air, WCIA. And that gets started directly after the Big Ten Championship ends, which should be about uh, five o'clock overtime last year. Remember, it took it long. Oh, I recall. Yeah, we we but, were. I was waiting outside a while to start oh, our Facebook live. Dude, crazy. Let's. I'm so thankful we're back in the building um, <laughs> this year. Hey, listen, we've got eight plus minutes of coverage as well from tonight's Illinois Iowa game as Illinois wins the Big Ten championship. Check that out on WCIA.com. Hear from the players, Brad Underwood, my live report courtside at State Farm Center. So much more on our social media channels as well. All right, we will do it again Friday after Illinois plays the winner of Indiana-Michigan in that 8-9 game. That 8-9 game is Thursday. Illinois gets the double bye all the way until Friday. But it was fun to cover. A great season at State Farm Center. Um, thanks so much for listening to the WCI 3-in-1 podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. For Andy Olson, I'm Brett Behrens. We'll talk to you next time here on the 3-in-1.